Welcome back to the QuickBlog podcast. We have been away for a few weeks, uh, recovering or recuperating after those ashes. <laughs> that was an intense series for uh, the players, the fans, everyone pretty much involved in that. Um, lots of banter on Twitter, uh, on social media. Um, so, uh, And uh, got into some sort of sleep routine once again uh, after those few weeks. And uh, getting set for uh, some big white ball tournaments uh, coming up. Shabo here from Crickblog, Australia fan, with my co-host Nash, India fan. How are you, first of all? I'm good. I'm good, like you said, getting ready for a big few months of white ball cricket. Um, yep. Red ball's yep. now on the back burner for a while. I think there isn't a test match to be played at, until December, November, I think, or even after November. Um, mm. Yep. And yeah, that's what we are here for today. Uh, hello to all the listeners. Hello to all the uh, viewers, wherever you are. Uh, good morning, good afternoon, <laughs> good evening. How how you been, Charbel? Yeah, all good, mate. Yeah, um, yeah. As as you said, getting getting set for the white ball stuff, uh, and I think you're right. No Test cricket till I think November. I think it's Bangladesh and New Zealand play a Test match then, if my memory serves me right. Um, so on this podcast episode, we discuss uh, the Asia Cup coming up. Um, India's, you know, your India, where they're at at the moment. Have a chat about their squad. How you think they'll fare? Um, in the in the upcoming tournaments, whether they can break their ICC trophy drought, chat about Australia in South Africa, um, and maybe look at some other teams that uh, we think could challenge in the World Cup. And then, um, speaking of the World Cup itself, it's, it's, you got to pinch yourself to to remember, or you know, that that a World Cup is coming up. Yeah, it feels a bit flat. I don't I don't know if you feel the same. Tweeted about it yesterday. I thought we could, we could talk about that later in the show. Um, uh, something something to, to talk about maybe in the, in the cricketing landscape. Um, so, yeah, so first on India, uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on on the squad. Um, any notable omissions for you uh, for the Asia Cup? And um, where do you think India placed at the moment after that? Um, I thought a under par tour of a West Indies. Yeah, I think it was under par. Um, you know, a lot of the people, you know, had expectations, big expectations from that tour, especially, um, you know, the the management gave opportunities to the youngsters. Um, they with the World yep. Cup on the horizon, um, and and I think the especially the T Twenty loss um, really did hurt India. But I think in the last few months, last few years, India hasn't been the white ball team that you know of. I would almost say pre 2019 um you know there's been a massive changes there have been you know they, they haven't sorted their combinations out but hopefully i think with this squad that came up for the asia cup uh, that was announced um and with that the return of press conferences you saw first time in probably a long long time that i can remember a coach uh, sorry a chief selector and and a captain turning out to announce a squad in front of the press um, mm. and answering questions so that was a, mm. that was pretty refreshing and i think that's the change in guard that you see with ajit agarkar coming in um um you know he's a you know he's he's right on the money from from the get go he wants to answer the questions he wants to you know he there doesn't need to be any sort of leakage uh, you know leaks through the media or that sort of stuff but even then <laughs> there were two teams that got out 
in the media at at first one which uh omitted shubman gill and the second one which was correct which had shubman gill in it so i don't know how that happened but i think to answer your question the the team that was announced for isha cup i think are more or less except you know expected the same team you know especially with just umra um coming back in the ireland series you know you know the 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 top the top 3 bowlers that will play in the 11 are siraj shami and pumra um mm. you know i think those three will definitely be the starting one and then you obviously have uh, rohit sharma shubman gill at the top and then um you know virat kohli shreyas ayer kl rahul in 3 4 5 so just heard that kl rahul is out for the first match uh okay um is that, is that new so just- yeah Yeah, I just saw a post from ESP and Crick Info not long ago. Um and they've got a possible 11 with Ishan Kishan at 3 and Virat Kohli down to 4. Yep. Now, are you a fan of this experimentation that India've been doing lately of maybe, you know, trying Virat Kohli at 4? Would think... you really now would you really now focus on just getting him at number 3, get your combinations right because the World Cup is so close? Look, I think there has been a lot of comments about you know where you know you bad and 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 like rohit sharma said in the in the um press conference that um there has to be some flexibility in that middle order um uh, you know a, a, a number 3 batsman sh- should be able to play number 4 should be able to open it's not like they are you know in his words it's not like they're asking a number 8 batter to open and the opener to bat no that's it. true and and, and what do you think, think india, if you india, look at when do you think india benefit most though where do you think india benefit most look, i think it's Kohli. Kohli. It's be a... even if even if kohli bats at 11 india will benefit so let's 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 face the facts because you know kohli mm. is is the is going to be a big difference in the asia cup and in the world cup as well uh probably his last world cup for him and rohit sharma both have been great great servants of indian cricket there hasn't mm. quite been a cricketer like virat kohli um you know at that st- of that stature of that level um in, in, in you know ever since sachin retired so i think virat kohli is going to be the key whether he bats at 3 or 4 i really it doesn't matter to me because whether he's coming at 3 whether he's coming at 4 he will end up playing unless he will uh, what i was going to say he he will end up playing you know let's say 100 150 balls um and that's good enough for that's you know that's good enough for a batter like virat kohli to get more than 80 100 runs because unless the openers really get a long partnership and you know end up playing an, up until 40 45 overs um but that's the best case scenario so and i don't think that will happen anytime soon so okay because what i think is what i think if kl rahul doesn't play at number 5 where has he has been really really good in the last couple of years i think that really opens up that spot for um tilak walma to showcase his talent but i think mm. the the team management will go with the tried and tested surya kumar yadav he hasn't been in great form he hasn't really you know uh, mastered the odi format yeah like so the t20 interesting what do you think that is because that that's one of the i think the big questions a player like uh, surya kumar yadav so good in t20s but hasn't cracked Look, I think you stuff. can't. We can't really pinpoint one answer for that. 
um, at least I can't personally. Um, I think there's been a lot of comments about why he can't, you know, master ODI, but I think you you really have to get into the head of the player. Um, what I, think, I think that's what it is. I think it's the head of the player. I think when you look at the T20 format, he goes in and he knows he's got to go pretty much from ball one. When he's played ODI cricket, he's batted, what, number four and five. It's, yep. I don't think the the notion of setting up the inning suits him. I think he gets confused about the tempo he needs to go at from the outset in a one-day game because you've got yep. a lot more time. And I think it's confused of the style of play that he wants to, to execute. So he's not quite sure. And you can see maybe he could be a bit lost. Um, I think India, if they want to fit him into the ODI side somehow – I think you have to have a very clear role for him in the team. And maybe that's, you know, and, in and, the finishing position. And look, I think, um, you know, Rahul Dravid also made some comments about, you know, they expect uh, Surya Kumar Yadav to maybe come at over 40th, 41st over and play, not 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 end up playing 100 balls, but end up playing, you know, 30, 35 balls and get... Yeah, yeah, play that 60. finisher yeah, and, T20 and, and role. I think that's mm. the perfect role for him because that's what he, you know, that's kind of like in the T20 mold. Um, yeah, I think I think if I was to name an eleven for the first game without Gail Rahul, I think I'll start with Sharma, Gail, um, Kishan at three, um, Virat Kohli at four or four. I honestly, personally, I would I wouldn't play Kishan. Um, at all, but I know the team management are going with that experiment and and trying. So who would who would keep? Um, yeah, that's a good question. I think there's only one keeper. Yeah, I've, yeah, yeah. No, nah. you need Fair to point. have Kishan there for the keeper. Fair point. Fair yeah. point. Sorry, I missed that. <laughs> um, uh, so obviously Sharma, Gil, Kishan, uh, we're at Kohli at four, Shreyasir at yep. five, um. I would personally start with Tirak Warma at six in the Asia Cup just to see how he goes and build him up for the World Cup. If he's, you know, if he has the caliber, if he had, if he does that role at number six. Um, number seven, Jadeja. Uh, sorry, number seven, Hardik Pandya. Number eight, Jadeja. Um, whoever I missed. Number nine, uh, you know, Shami, Siraj and Pumra, pretty much nine, 10 and 11. So I think that's where... The, yeah. the headache for the team management is whether they start with um uh do you see how, how, they, how they fit Pandya, in Kuldeep Yadav as well. Yeah, do you see Hardik Pandya bowling ten overs? Because with that eleven you've only got five bowling options, if I'm not mistaken. Look, I think to be honest, I've I, I was thinking about this the other day. I think if Hardik Pandya as a cricketer has to fit in to playing eleven, I think he has to bowl. I know Hardik Pandya will bowl and has to bowl, but but do you back that attack to give you 50 good overs with one specialist spinner? Look, I think as you know, it it, it is it is going to be a challenge challenging ask um, of that bowling attack, especially with Bumrah coming off a long injury. Um, yes, and that's where I think it was this whole debate about, you know, ballers, bat- batters not able to roll their arm overs for even five overs, like, you know, Raina, mm. you know, even Tendulkar did or Ganguly did back in, back in their day, back when they're playing. And that's where it's been hurting India a lot in the last few years. Um, yeah. I think that's where Shreya Sayur will need to come to play. You know, he can roll his arm over, even Roy Sharma for, for a few overs to give them that break in the middle overs and, and sort of try and slow the scoring down. So I think 
that's what I'm banking on because you can't you can't fit in, you know, Kuldeep Yadav if you have to have a longer batting attack. You, you if you if you need to bat till eight or nine, I think you can't fit in Kuldeep Yadav because you can't really. Well, that's right. Play him uh, um, and drop mm. Jadeja because Jadeja has to be there. No questions asked. If Jadeja doesn't play, it's a debacle from right from the get go. Of course. I mean, Jadeja, I think, is good enough to bat seven and then Hardik at six. Just so you've got, um, I think, an extra bowling option, I think, is what India will go for. You need you need at least six in, in ODI cricket. You need at least six in your attack. Does that put more pressure on the top six batters? Because now, well, well, now fair they enough. Know, like got one, one collapse, one collapse and it's done pretty much. Well, then that's their fault, you know, and that's a good enough top <laughs> six, man. Like, there's no excuses. Like, and, and, and you got Jadeja at seven. And I'm um, telling you that collapse will come in the semi-final of the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. But then, um, you know, you don't leave yourself a lot of flexibility with the ball. That That's the problem that you've got there. So, um, yeah, that, that's what I would go with. And I think it's a good enough top top six, top seven to, to get your runs. You should be you should be doing well enough, I think, in what you expect to see. Pretty good batting conditions for the most part. There's no excuses. Um, I think so, yeah, the, we'll the, wait whole, and see the whole idea, and this has been, I think, a, this has been a joke for a few years, especially in India growing up. The whole reason why Indian... Um, like India as a country doesn't produce a lot of all-rounders is because there is a there is a, a thing in Indian gully cricket or backyard cricket that once you bat you don't get to bowl, once you bowl you don't get to bat. So you do yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and 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 that's where that's where this whole entire problem right till the top um that that I can yeah. imagine is coming up from. Um you need your all-rounders because there's no there's no impact player this time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and and then you got you know you got yeah. players like you know Shadul Thakur who can bat as well. But um, that's right. Yeah, you, you could really, potentially fit him in. I don't know. Yeah. You really can't drop the three bowlers, the three fast bowlers. I think. They, no, I agree with you. They they've mm-hmm. shown enough. Like they they are pretty much you, the first names that you put on on the team list. Yeah, agree. Uh, no Chahal in the Asia Cup squad. What did you make of that? Yeah, it's interesting, but I think, um, you know, you there's only so much you can do. There's always going to be players who are dropped in a in a country of a billion, and, and like Ashwin said, it doesn't, no. um, you know, it doesn't mean that those players are not good enough. Um, but I think yeah. some of the other p- players are just preferred over them only because you know I know Kuldeep Yadav's batting ability is much better than. Chahal's batting ability and, and I think that was a major factor in in the decision as well yeah fair enough um, yeah so it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens in that Asia Cup um, you know India I think we'll review it in more detail perhaps just before the, the tournament starts but but India just got that third T20 in Ireland today and then the Asia Cup uh, I expect them and Pakistan to get through to the Super Fours with the Nepal in their group. And then the other group, I mean, uh, just talking about the Asia Cup, Sri Lanka, Afghanistan, and Bangladesh in the other group, the top two go to the Super 4 stage. Who's going to go through in that? Uh, that's that's like toss of a coin stuff, that one. Yeah, look, I think that, that, is, a, that is a good point. Um, you know, the, the from what I 
from personally from what I can see the 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 super fours or pretty much the semifinals whatever you want to call it um would be I would back India Pakistan Sri Lanka and Afghanistan this time I would really love to see Afghanistan you know um you know but heads with the with the likes of India and Pakistan and Sri Lanka in in the super fours and I also give them a tough competition also although um in the recently concluded one day game yesterday I think it was uh it was a big performance from Afghanistan but I think I'm I'm fingers crossed they they yeah much better fight in Asia Cup no doubt they've got the bowling attack to cause problems and that they showed that to Pakistan yesterday right the yeah, knocked them over for about 200 it was a very slow pitch and so that 200 felt like a lot more I will admit that but they bowl beautifully, particularly the spinners. But the batting, the batting is, is hot and cold with Afghanistan. And that's the big concern for them. You know, we can talk about it later in, in future episodes. But that's probably the big concern for Afghanistan. Do they have enough runs against some of these good attacks? Um, and yeah, look, Pakistan is a team that's certainly a dark horse for the World Cup. Not more than a dark horse, in my opinion, in those conditions for the World Cup. But again, for them, can their middle order fire? That's probably a situation or a little weakness for them. Um, so a very interesting, uh, you know, a bit of cricket coming up that we can talk about, you know, coming um, coming up. Yeah, so the Asia Cup starts in about a week's time. Look forward to that one, uh, the 50-over format. Um, on to my Australia. Uh, we've had a little bit of a, a break since the Ashes. Players just recovering from injuries left, right and centre, including Pat Cummins, Steve Smith. They're not there in uh, South Africa. I think David Warner's missing. Mitchell Stark's not there. So not not the ideal situation in terms of preparation, but I think we do have some games in India coming up before the World Cup as well. So that's important. Um, mate, baptism of fire coming up for Mitchell Marsh. He's the captain now in both formats in South Africa. And we all know the white ball talent that South Africa have. You go there for a white ball series, you're going to be in for a challenging time. So... What I'm really looking forward to in this tour is some new faces and some new names making a name for themselves. Yep. The likes of Spencer Johnson. I can't wait to see him in action. Um, and it's great to see him get the recognition on an international level. He's had a tough time with injuries the last five, six years. But we saw in the Big Bash, he came through, looked really impressive, and um, he's set for an Aussie debut. Um, what do you make of, of um, Spencer Johnson quickly? He is quick. He is fast. I think. I think it's it's. And, and it gets of, the ball moving. As it's just well. surprising yeah. how many left-handers just Australia produces. I think fast. You know, you started with start with Mitchell Johnson, Mitchell Stark, Nathan Bracken, um, Doug Bollinger. I think. I think it's just fascinating. Um, and I think he's mm. just one of those in in the long li- list of these fast bowlers. Um, he will be raring to go. I think. Um, yeah, you know, in a, in a in a team of you know such good attacking uh, sort of mindset, I think he will fit right in. Um, mm. And and what what I wanted to know from you as well, which really shows, I was looking at the Australian squad for the one day I think one day series in in um, South Africa, and I think the real difference um between india that we spoke about earlier and australia i think going through the going through the team list there's in in the all-rounder section there's literally six seven proper there's so many proper all-rounders <laughs> who can con- contribute not and it's yeah. not just all-rounders who are you know oh maybe he, he can bit of this bit of that yeah it's yeah, not yeah like that he's it's proper all-rounder like mitchell mars to start with 
um, captain who can bowl 140 plus, who can score hundreds at, at a quick pace. You know, Sean Abbott, um, bowl 140 plus, who can also score hundreds. Um, Cameron Green, obviously the the big superstar coming up, and you know he can bowl 140 plus as well. Um, Aaron mm. Hardy, another all rounder. Aaron Hardy, he will. Be Aaron a Hardy, he's a youngster. He, what, what, do you a of, what do you make of Hardy? Have a go. Oh, he's a quality cricketer. I would have liked to see him play uh, the Sydney Test back in January when Cameron Green was out injured. I think, I can't remember what we went with. We went Ashton Agar in the team then. I would have loved to see Aaron Hardy get a chance. He's such a good player as well. Yeah. Um, and uh, I hope he gets an opportunity here in, in South Africa and, and performs. Yeah, definitely. But I agree with you. I think we've got so many all around. We haven't, we haven't, uh, we haven't even touched and, on Marcus Coyne's that... Glenn Maxwell. Um, you know, those are those are the Marcus Stoinis Maxwell as well. I, I don't know if that's going to be, yeah, I don't know if that's going to be a weakness as well for Australia though, because you, you do want to have maybe another specialist or two in your team where you can. The, the one thing I think we can talk about this later, of course, in the coming weeks ahead of the World Cup, but my initial thought about Australia going into the tournament is absolutely we're a dangerous side. And we usually are in World Cups and we step up in World Cups and we're thereabouts in the business end of the tournament. It's been like that for the last 25 years, um, even longer. Um, you know, every World Cup, Australia are thereabouts. What the concern I've got is we can be very, very good one day with this team, but there's some disastrous days potentially waiting. And that happened in the last World Cup in the semi final. So the difference between our best and worst cricket in ODI. I don't know that that's going to be something we find out. Um, we don't play a lot of it anymore. There's a lot of players that are not available in the South Africa tour. So you're going to be having to, to bring in new players, try different things so close to a tournament. I can't remember the last time Australia played a one-day game. It, was, it, was it England last year? Yeah, I think so. You know, just after, yeah. just after the T20 World Cup where... Yeah. Yeah, it was a pointless series just after a World Cup. England wanted to go home and uh, no one bothered to turn up at the stadiums. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's sad to see what the, the ODI game has sort of become. But hopefully this next few weeks, uh, it'd be really good for the format and, and the World yeah. Cup would be great. But, but in terms of Australia, yeah, I, I think there's definitely a lot of promise. And, uh, you know, I'd like to see a lot of the, the players, um, you know, that get a chance in South Africa do well because it's going to be a tough tour. Definitely. South Africa a quality side in the white ball cricket at home, especially. So Definitely. I look forward to those. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. I think it's going to be really a testing time for Australia. As you said, you know, white ball cricket in South Africa is never easy. Um, mm. You know, starting with three T20s on the 31st of August and then, you know, five one days um, will take us right into the mid-September area just yep. before the World Cup. And I think they go to India for a few one days as well, like a but just before the World Cup starts. Yeah, so that's where you want Steve Smith, Cummins, um, Stark. I mean, this is one thing I wanted to talk about as well is like uh, Pat Cummins. You know, he's going to come back and he's going to have his own baptism of fire. He's gone from from one really sapping tour of England where by the end of it, the guy looked absolutely spent. Now he's going to be captaining in a World Cup where it's another high-pressure environment. So I just think Australia really needs to have a think about uh, how they manage Pat Cummins following this World Cup. I think we're burdening him with too much. That's look, my I opinion. Think, look, I, I think, I think get... it's at, at that level, especially in uh, strictly sticking to one day, I think the 
biggest positive for Pat Cummins is in in no way this Australian side is a young side. It's it's not in a it's not in transition. It's not you know it's a well well settled one day squad with you got likes of Steve Smith, you got likes of Marcus Stoinis, Glenn Maxwell, you know Manus, um, you got Alex Carey, Travis Head, David Warner, um, Josh Hazelwood. These are seasoned professionals. Every one of them can pretty much contribute and think as a captain. I'm sure, you know, obviously David Warner has captain, Steve Smith has captain, Stoinis has captain in the IPL, Carey has captain. Um, it's, it's not easy though. It's not easy no, when you've got no, a lot I'm, of voices. I'm, I'm definitely not saying it's easy, but I'm just saying that it it, it just takes a little pressure off of possibly Cummins only because possibly. only because he can rely. He know his he knows definitely that he can rely on these you know these um players around. Well, him. look, I mean, he could rely on Steve Smith and Co in the Ashes series as well, but you could see by the end of it, the guy had nothing left, and that's my point. It's I'd like to see the guy just just focus on his bowling and nothing else, yep. right? That's how you get the best out of him and you prolong his career. Otherwise, you burn him out. It's just too much. I just felt there's just so much on his shoulders where you got to, you know, you know, you send down your overs and then you've got to think about where the fielders are and how to respond to England's approach. And I thought, and I felt at times he was overly defensive just so he can buy himself five minutes, 10 minutes just to, you know, let him, let himself settle as well. And put the field back, let a few singles around. It's okay, just to slow things down a little bit and just, um, you know, for his own mental, for his own mental state. Um, so yeah, he's recovering from his injury now, and um, you know, hopefully he's back and firing for the World Cup. But as I said, you know, we've got to think afterwards about what we're doing with Cummins. I think we've just we've we've, we've asked him to do a lot, and I'd rather him focus on his bowling. So that's probably another conversation for another day. Speaking of the World Cup, um, I know we've been talking about it. Um, you know, us as diehard fans, we know it's coming up. But but for the casual fan, um, it doesn't. Would it feel like a World Cup is coming? Even even myself as a diehard fan, I've got to you know just remind myself that it's coming up. It it definitely doesn't feel like it. Um, there is no. I remember there was. 11 years ago, 12 years ago now, um, 2011 World Cup, the hype. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the oh, it was just a magnificent feeling. You know, it was in India. Uh, maybe there's more hype in India. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, being an Indian fan, well, speaking to my friends back well, home in India, I think it doesn't feel like it. Um, no, I've 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 seen tweets from you know uh, you know Indian supporters saying the same things we're saying now. It's like we don't really feel it the same as 2011 at least. Uh, what, think, what do you think it is? Is it rise of franchise cricket? Is that the is that the priorities of the boards now? Is that the priorities of the of the I administrators? More than that, more than that, um, the, the 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 hidden reason I would say is the fatigue, uh, the cricket fatigue, not the players, but as as fans. Um, like you said, mm. yes, franchise cricket, but there's just too much cricket cramped into the calendar. Um, there's no. So it doesn't give you the chance to build up to things. Yeah, yeah exactly. It doesn't give you sort of that 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 rigor room where you're um, hyping up players, hyping up you know teams, hyping yeah. up tournaments. Um, one thing I would love to see more of, uh, aside from the bi, you know, not aside from instead of the bilaterals, is the quadrangular series that we, you know, teams used to play, the tri series that teams used to play every now mm. and then on tours. I think that's absolutely gone out of the door. Um, 
Mm. There's no more of that. And and you're right, like the whole chopping and changing of the schedule from the BCCI hasn't done any favors to the World Cup. It's absolutely yeah. That, that that sort of that sort of came to my point as to is is the IPL the most important thing for the BCCI now? Yes, they've got this I, massive I think, IPL, they right? Were... And they've got the, and they've got the broadcast money for the World Cup, and they know India fans will show up no matter what. They've got a very passionate fan base. They know the Indian fans will pack out the crowds. Yeah. And, and and that's the that's yeah. absolutely the reason. Like, there's no other. There's no. They they don't even pretend to care. So um, I suppose you can say that's good in a way. Um, they don't. It's even, sad. They don't yeah. even issue any, you know, press releases or statements. They just put put it out. You know, here's here you go. Here are the tickets. Here, uh, this is that. They don't respond to any issues or anything like that. So. I think they just don't even care at this point because cricket in India is in financially is it, it's in such a good place um, that yeah. you know there's, no, there's nothing pushing them. There's yeah. nothing. Yeah, they they don't need to do um, you know massive efforts. So, no. Um, no, they just show up. That's right, and I mean, yeah, look, the, the I mean, the, the potential they've got for fan engagement online, BCCI, is unbelievable. I remember, what was it, a couple of years ago, they celebrated reaching 10 million Twitter followers. That's not a cause for celebration. You should be way above 10 million and engaging your fans, but it is what it is. I mean, look, I hope as the tournament draws near, and what doesn't help as well, I think the 10-team World Cup, um, doesn't oh, help either. We'll I think be that's here. We'll be here all, all day, all the last night. Couple of if, we'll be here all day, all night if you want to. Yeah, that's and right. also, you know, that's going. It's going to fourteen teams the next World Cup. It's going to fourteen teams the next World Cup, and who knows where ODI cricket will be by then. So, yeah. look, I hope it's a great tournament. Gives the format a shot in the arm, in a, in a way, and you know, yeah, gives that that love back to the format. I think we'll leave it at there for now, Nash. Um, Thanks to Thank you. Uh, you for your time today. Thanks to the listeners. Uh, you know, we'll be back. You know, we're putting up clips on YouTube. Um, so follow us at Crickblog TV, um, and you can follow us at Crickblog Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks everyone, and we'll see you guys soon.